hello. Welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast. Do you love skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, <laughs> bulls named Fu Manchu? <laughs> well, then you've come to the right place. You've come to the right place because this is episode 18, and we're covering the one and only Tim McGraw. Oh, I'm so excited to be back, first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, not a moment too soon. Yep, definitely. Not a minute to spare, Not bro. a minute to spare. And we're ready to get down on the farm. <laughs> we are. <laughs> hey, stay out of that hay. Yeah, that's our only request. <laughs> There's not many rules, but don't be enrolled around the hay. There's a few that you need to know, but yeah. we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> we're so glad to be back. Yeah, hope uh, all y'all had a, uh, you know, a great holiday season and a happy new year. <laughs> it's been a minute, you know. Uh, we've that it has had to take a little bit of a hiatus. You know, uh, life gets a little busy and crazy around this time of year, but more time to prepare for all the good things coming in the new year. There, there's just going to be so much fun to be had this year because I mean we covered a ton of artists in 2021. Yeah, that that us and you know everybody else loves too. And we've only scratched the surface. We really have, yeah. There's so much more out there to left to be <laughs> to appreciated and discovered, you know. And that's our job. That's what we're here for. That's what I do. That's what uh, Conway said. And an exciting thing, too. <laughs> we're just a few months away at this point from a one-year anniversary of yep. the Chattahoochee Podcast. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know yet what we're going <laughs> to come up with for that, but it'll be good. We're going jet skiing on the Chattahoochee. You know? <laughs> we are. <laughs> Find us. If you have a uh, an Amazon link to those vests that yeah. Alan wore in the this. video, I mean, let us know. Yeah, forward that, please. Yeah. <laughs> we'll need. That's a necessary if you're going to jet ski. <laughs> you need that more than you need the, the skis, really. Like, you really, I mean, he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was. <laughs> he didn't need one at best. That's where the vest comes into play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If it turns out that you're not great at water skiing and cowboy boots, you've got the sweet vest to you know to fall back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I know about Alan Jackson, he's safety first. Yeah, that's you know? his main concern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening listening to this episode on the day it premieres, I already told you that it's episode 18, but. Um, this is January 24th, and I figured it would be, it's been a while. How about we do a little bit of On This Day in Country Music History? Educate me, please. Well, this one, I will tell you, is jam-packed with the country music goods. And we're going to start back in 1953, when Hank Williams Sr. was at number one on the U.S. country charts with I'll Never Get Out of This World Alive. Oh, Wait, wow. Yeah. What a good day. But get this. It knocked himself from the top of the charts with his previous single, Jambalaya, on the bayou. I used to hear that all the yeah. time on Big Butt Country. That's a, That's a classic. <laughs> Imagine being that good, though, that like you just, you're just you swapping out number ones with your uh, the next number one, you know? Like, yeah, it's like when um, when NSYNC was on uh, TRL constantly, mm -hmm. like... Yeah. The only person knocking them out of that number one spot was their brand new video yeah. at the time. You know, same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're NSYNC. basically the same. <laughs> Hank, NSYNC, show me a picture. I couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> you show me Justin Timberlake in an old timey cowboy hat. 
That's is that Hank? Is it is it Hank Senior? No. I think it is. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Okay, <laughs> this was a fun one. Uh, next year, nineteen fifty four, born in Dayton, Ohio, was Glenn Wharf. And that's not a name that you would know right off, but you have heard a lot of his bass guitar work as a uh, he was a Nashville session bassist. Would you like to hear a few people that he's played on their records? Would love to. All right. Uh, Trace Atkins, Billy Ray Cyrus, ever heard of him? Alan <laughs> Jackson, Winona Judd, Toby Keith, Martina McBride, Reba McIntyre, Tim McGraw, Miranda Lambert, Kenny Rogers, Shania Twain, wow. Keith Urban, Leanne Womack, and last but not least, Tammy Wynette. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. So I he, mean, <laughs> he's wrote some of the, like, the best bass licks and played yeah. them songs. Yeah. Yeah, like he he basically wrote the uh the bass guitar to the the music that we love here. Yeah. <laughs> like what a resume. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a multi-page resume. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 1968. Merle Haggard was at number 1 on the US country charts with Sing Me Back Home, oh, his third man. chart topper. That's lovely. That'd be my best uh, fact so far. That's that's, that's awesome. good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Did you know that song was also recorded, I did not know this, by The Birds and uh, The Grateful Dead? Really? Yeah, apparently they put either it... either of those versions. Yeah, apparently they uh, they put it in their live sets often, or at least did at one time. I would imagine that um, The Birds version is great just because uh, if anyone's ever checked out, they have an album that's like Sweethearts of the Rodeo, mm. but it's a very country, Texas country, western Ooh. style album that it sounds awesome. Oh, I didn't check that out because I have not heard that. Really good. Well, 1972, Charlie Pride was at number one on the charts with Kiss an Angel Good Morning. That's a <laughs> great a song. I love her like the devil when you yeah. get back home. It was always a favorite of my mother. She had that one on vinyl. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That and uh, what's his other awesome one? Uh, is anybody going to San Antonio? Yeah. Great anybody song. Anybody going to San Antonio? And the history doesn't end there. Let's fast forward to 1977. United Artists released Kenny Rogers' Lucille, and um, which that was his that was his first big hit after he left. The first edition, if you know mm -hmm. anything yeah. about uh, Kenny Rogers, and of course it was uh, it was an international hit, reached number one on the Billboard Country Singles, number five on the Billboard Hot 100, and uh, top of the UK Singles Chart. That's impressive for Lucille. That's a great song too. That's a good way to come out of the gate of being like, all right, I'm going out on my own solo venture. Yeah. Check this out, and bam, like top five across all genres on the Billboard charts. Yeah, he's like, like let me let me loose another button off of this <laughs> button-up shirt. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> I love that song. There's a um, have you ever heard Billy Currington's version of that? No, that's a thing. It's very good. I need to add that. It's to my very good. Playlist. Yeah, I need to hear that. Okay, um, nineteen eighty-one. I'm telling you, we it just keeps going. 1981, The Muppet Show, starring Johnny Cash, was broadcast. Wow. Johnny inspired Kermit to hold an old-fashioned hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> During the show, I need, I've never watched this. This is this is going to be a YouTube search, yep. like, right after this. Okay, so during the show, 
Johnny Cash sang Ghost Riders in the Sky yep. and a medley of his famous railroad songs with the Muppets. With the Muppets. <laughs> Is that not awesome? That's pretty cool. As an adult, I love the Muppets. Yeah. Like, it was always a favorite, a classic. There was a, uh, I don't know if it's still on there. There was, they had like this, uh, I, it was like, I think one season of a sitcom that was the Muppets that was put out, I don't know, within like the last 10 years, I think. Mm. Have you seen that? No. It is hilarious. Really? Like, it's almost set up kind of like The Office in like how it's filmed and like the character interactions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it is so funny. Like, a lot of the jokes, like, are not super suitable for children. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm like laughing so hard. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one to look for. Okay, we've got a little bit of jump in the history here from uh, 1981 up to 2005. This is an incident that I did not hear about until now. All right, country single singer Lynn Anderson was arrested <laughs> for shoplifting after Ew. being caught stealing a Harry Potter DVD from a New Mexico supermarket and punching a police officer during her arrest. (laughs) I mean, she woke up that day and just chose violence. She chose violence. Like, I'm going to get the Sorcerer's Stone. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Nobody's stopping me. (laughs) Not even you, officer. This is my favorite one. (laughs) In this day, uh, 2008, Charlie Daniels, that we all know and love, was finally inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. Wow, it took that long. That's that's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, can I just take a second and quarrel about how, like, the Grand Ole Opry is, like, look, look the people are chosen and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, it's weird to me that there are people just just like this, this situation here. Charlie Daniels, he was, you know, one of the biggest – classic country artist of all time 2008 really yeah but then you'll get people that are inducted that i've never even heard of it's like oh you just came to town well come on bud do you want to be yeah, in the opry you're oh. in the opry we'll get well, uh so and so up here to lose its luster and like special specialness about being a member of the opry and yeah like going in and taking in the history of the opry if we're just like every anybody can just letting or. anybody in here come on bud I got a mail-in subscription. You want to be in the Opry? Like, mail them $10. (laughs) Proof of purchase. That's it. That's it. It's crazy. But then there'll be artists that have been, like, fantastic for decades that may not even be in yet. Like, cornerstones of, like, the industry. And just, like, we'll wait on it. We'll give it a few more years. You know, we need to rush. Man, I don't know. Dan and Shay, come on down. No. (laughs) Uh, How many of their songs do you know? Uh, none. Thank yeah, you. same. <laughs> I know the name, and that's that's about it. Like somebody could be like, "Oh, oh, that's Dan and Shay." I'll be like, "I, I never make it that far. I hear the sounds, and I don't even <laughs> want to know who they are." Like, just turn it. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm no. sorry, but I'm not. Also sorry. Okay, the last one. This is an artist that we've talked about quite a bit, just because he's awesome. 2017, Chris Stapleton was. At number one with uh, his record Traveler, amazing. The right 2015 the that was the 2015 album of the year. So you know that's awesome that that record was so big for like so many consecutive years in a row. Yeah. I think the great thing that really resonates about 
it being at the top for that long also is just that there's a lot of great underground country and has been for years. It's just not brought yeah. to the forefront of country music. Right. And I think that he was uh, a great gateway to, you know, kind of re uh, evaluate and help yeah. us all realize that like, oh yeah, there is still a lot of great people out here that sing like some awesome real country mm -hmm. music songs. Right. Like the radio might not be playing them, but they They're are out, out there. there. Yeah. He kind of gave us a little bit of hope. Yeah. He was our Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was our yeah. only hope. I'm going to see him now holding the <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> that sounds like another meme that's ready yeah. to be made. <laughs> copyright, copyright. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> so there you have it, January 24th. How about that? What an epic day, that's continuously day. throughout history. <laughs> and once again today, like the release of Chattahoochee Podcast yeah. Episode 18. Episode wow. 18. Added to the list. The one that you thought was never going to come, but here we are. Not a moment too soon. Not a moment too soon. Go ahead and place your bets now on how many times you think that pun will be made <laughs> in, the, in this episode. <laughs> okay. So it has also been a while since we have gotten to... Let you guys hear our newest picks for our newer than nineties playlist. And there is, there's so much good music out there. I feel like I could pick so many songs right yeah. now, like so much good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because this list, I mean, I don't think we did any in our um, our Christmas episodes, right? Mm, no. So this list of mine has been growing since you know October, November. Yeah. And yeah, That's I'm excited really about it. I am excited about it. All right. Would you like to lead us off with your first pick? I would. Um, first one for me is going to be American Aquarium. Oh, yes. They recently released uh, volume two of Slappers, Bangers, Certified Twangers. <laughs> and it, is, it did not disappoint. It's just it's, as good as the first really one. It's really good. Yeah. I think I might actually like it better than the first one. Yeah, I like the first one a lot. But I, I think I like more so this one is just because it contains a lot more no, there are popular songs, but mm -hmm. deeper cuts today because you they just don't yeah. get the radio play anymore. Right, you have to seek them out to hear those songs. Right, yeah. Um, and one of those that they did was "Watch Me." That is a is fantastic cover, an epic, epic country song in my opinion. Boom, um, boom. If you're not sure what we were talking about there, it was made popular by Lori Morgan. Yeah, it has the really catchy hook. Watch me. It's just like, man, it's just a fun listening experience. Like, yeah. And it's a song that'll like get your toe tapping and you won't even notice it. Like, yeah. It'll just hook you and bring you'll you be, in. You'll be humming or singing the bass line and with like the little guitar, the boom, boom, just over and over and not, not even notice. <laughs> and I, I'll just love that they're doing this one just to like, you know, say like, hey, we, we love these songs just the same as anyone else in the yeah. 90s. Let's pay them tribute. Let's, yeah. Let's. Let's cover them and bring them back out. Um, but I think they just do a great job of, like, honoring the original, but also making it their own. Yeah. So, like, because, you know, like, no judgment. Like, it doesn't, when you do a cover, it doesn't have to be like the original. Right. But, you know, you can mix in some of the old with the new. Right. And create something new from it. Right. And they just do such a great job of that. Um, I love, like, the upgrade to electric on, like, those verse and chorus licks. Like, yeah. it just brings a whole new tone to it. Yeah. And just like 
their mix always I seem like is just like on the real low end, which I love because the bass just like thumps. Yeah, and it's perfect for that song. Yeah. So yeah, if y'all have not checked out Volume Two of Slappers, Bangers, and Certified Twangers, you need to. Yeah, yeah. While while we're on that, I'll go ahead and mention uh, one or two more that I have not been able to get enough of. Yeah. Um, their Winona cover, "No One Else on Earth." It's great. That's the very first Winona cover I have ever heard, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it is so yeah. good. <laughs> That one's really good, and uh, what's another one that I loved? Maybe it was Memphis. Yes, that is a song. Even the, I mean, the original is a great, great country song. Anyway, yes. but you know, as far as this cover goes, dang! It, I mean, it's it's so good. It delivers. It very much does. Well, while we're on the subject of that album, I got. Oh, well, I mean, let's go ahead. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Um, one of my, probably my favorite John Anderson song they cover, which is Money in the Bank. Great song. Great cover. You know, and like the original version of that is already a pretty like rocking, thumping song. Yeah. For like, especially in its time. Right. But man, like the extra distortion on, like that's a like, (laughs) I'm ready to get in the pit. Like, let's (laughs) go. Yeah, like, let's open it up. Let's get wild. <laughs> get in the pit and try to love someone if you can, you know? Yeah, you try your best. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just such a great song, you know, when it came out originally from John Anderson. And, like, that's just always going to be a great song because it's just lyrically amazing. It's it awesome. really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Saving on a washer and a wedding ring. <laughs> I want this love to be a lasting thing. <laughs> Gosh, I can't wait till we get to a John Anderson episode. One day. That's going to be another one that Kelsey will probably want to sit in yeah. on. Because she's a big John yeah. Anderson fan, too. She's our official John Anderson aficionado. <laughs> Every group has one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Um, <laughs> see, I, w- I was a little bit apprehensive when I first saw that they covered Martina McBride's Independence Day. Yeah. Because her vocal performance on that song, it and goes. I mean, a lot of our other songs, I mean, she's a great, great singer. Yeah. You know? So I was thinking, man, I, I hope they do this justice. But, like, they, I mean, they drop the key, and the vocal, I mean, it's a completely different feel because it's yeah. a male vocal and it's a lot lower, you know? And it is great. It, it really is, is such a yeah. good, I mean, it's it's a it's going to be a great song or at least a good song no matter who sings it in a lot yeah. of cases but this cover is so good it is it's it's so it did not disappoint at all okay let's see here um i've got one more for you man and that'll be um this one's more like a little from a band called Mandolin Orange, which they're now known as um, Watch House. Oh, I, I didn't realize they changed their name. Yeah. Um, more like, you know, uh, Appalachian folk bluegrass vibes, mm-hmm. I guess, as a sound. Uh, but the song is called uh, The Wolves. And, man, it's just like, musically, they're so talented. Yeah. And they're, they're very good at their instruments. And it's usually just like, 
just a few instruments together. Like it's not usually a full band sound a lot of times, right. which just enables you to enjoy the expertise of which they play and like take all the instruments in for one, which I love. And they're just artists also that like their entire library. A lot of times, like I can just turn on an album and feel the need. Not, there's no need to skip anything. Yeah. It's just not necessary. Yeah. That's rare too. That's, that's a good, that that's very good. Uh, but this one in particular, there's like right out the gate on the opening lines. It says, uh, at my gate, I'll always greet you at my door. You're welcome in. There can be no transgression as a means to an end. And I always just love that in general, mm-hmm. like as yeah. like a means of like, you know, a, th- a thought to have daily, a, a mantra, a mantra to repeat. Like that's yeah. like, like, yeah, that's what we should all strive for. Like, yeah. That's good. Treat each other neighborly. Let's yeah. Love each other. That's one of my, that's one of my, I guess, things that I can't get over with a lot of bluegrassy kind of stuff. And sometimes the lyrics are just awful. It's <laughs> just terrible. Like, yeah. or just like super like cheesy or like not yeah. clever. That, I mean, because that, that's one reason I love Punch Brothers so much and like Nickel Creek. I mean, yeah. you, you know, but um, their lyrics are so good. You know, yeah. it's not just like sounds built around like really good. It's not a shallow pool. There's yeah. some depth to it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. All right. Permission to do a couple more. Yes, please. Because I'm yeah. telling you this list, dude. Okay. Several years ago. I don't know when this came out, but I know that it is newer than 90s. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may have heard this, but until a couple of years ago, I hadn't. And I kind of forgot about it after I heard it. But I rediscovered there was a uh, like an Alabama tribute kind of thing called High Cotton, okay? Uh-huh. Where people just like covered their songs. A collection of Alabama songs sung by different people. Uh-huh. Their, uh, their song, Old Flame... Remember the song? There's yes. an old yes. flame burn. Jason Isbell and John Paul White. John Paul White is the dude that sang in Civil Wars. Oh, yeah. They put this song in a minor key rather than the major key. I mean, obviously, the Alabama original version is fantastic. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, it's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best Alabama songs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then these two suckers decided they were going to put it in a minor key and that would turn it into the saddest song of all, all time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that really changes the, Dude, the mood. it is so good. I think and, you sent this to me at some point a while gosh, back. Yeah. Probably. Probably. It's one of those things like, okay, I've heard this. I need everybody I know to also hear it right yes, now. I must. Yeah, it's so good. And then, I mean, John Paul White's harmony is ridiculous yeah. anyway, you know. But yeah, so that one's a great one. I don't know if you could say it's like a banger or like a or a toe tapper like the original kind of is, but it's I mean it is a very good listen. It's a very soft, slow, sad yeah. toe tap. Yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah, it does a little it's it's more of like a pat. A subtle <laughs> sadness in the tap. <laughs> sad taps. <laughs> don't listen to it if you're already sad or you're gonna be in a world of hurt. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'll go with the. Um, I I want to at least mention the new Dolly Parton song. Okay. Big dreams and faded jeans. It's it's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good 
good Dolly song. It it sounds like kind of like classic Dolly, but I mean her voice sounds a little older now. Mm-hmm. But um, it has the same kind of vibe as Nine to Five, but uh, it's more country than Nine okay. to Five. But um, that that one has been um, kind of on repeat while I'm out driving, working stuff. But uh, I've been reading her book, Song Teller, mm-hmm. where she just goes through the story behind a bunch of her songs. I, I mean, Dolly has awesome. a billion songs. It's real. Yeah. Like, I, I've only made it, like, I think, like, 12% of the way through the mm-hmm. book. But so far, like, it's very good. I mean, Kelsey read it first, and she really liked it. And, and then I started reading it. But um, a lot of really good good information that I had never heard before, you know? Yeah. So I would strongly recommend, I mean, if you're, if you're a Dolly fan, if you're a fan of just really good songwriting, yeah, it, it's, it's a good read. Dolly is always worth your time. That's, that's, yeah. that's the lesson to be learned. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'll do, I'll do one more. How's that? Okay. For it. Since we're on the topic of Tim McGraw. Okay. Okay. And since this song, the original anyway, is newer than 90s, Tim, as most people probably know, unless you're living under a rock or don't own a TV, Tim is starring in the new Yellowstone spinoff, 1883. Yeah. He's really good on that show. Like, I'll enjoy him as an actor. I haven't got to watch that yet, but I have finally caught up on Yellowstone and like the... The flashback clips they do where they yeah. have like pieces of that in there. Oh, yes. He's amazing. Dude, it's great. But uh, a few, um, I don't know, a few episodes back, um, they included a new version of Tim's The Cowboy and Me. And it had like, um, I don't know, it was, it was much more like country feel than yeah. like, the original, you know. And it's good. It's good. I don't think the song itself is a bad song necessarily. The original is very, uh, a lot of, a lot of strings, a lot of, uh, post-production sounds. And a little like, much. A lot of like, like he's playing with the London symphony orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Like, yeah. Let's tone it down, Tim. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard this song, um, <laughs> my uncle, my dad's brother had brought this, I guess he had just got the CD mm-hmm. and he had brought it up and was like, telling my dad, like, you have to hear this song. <laughs> and they were like, I remember them just sitting in the living room, like listening to this song on like full blast, <laughs> and me, uh, like, as a kid, being like, "Okay, all right, <laughs> I guess." So but Banger. but uh, this version, I think, kind of redeems the things that were kind of overdone, icky. maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> About the original. I mean, like, it's not. I'm not trying to bash the original. It's just it's not it's not sounds for me. Maybe you know? right. Not yeah. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you know testy Tim McGraw fans are, but you don't want them coming after me. <laughs> you talk about Timmy that way. <laughs> the Tim stands. I I don't I don't know what that means. Is that a bad word? What <laughs> stands. Those kids on the internet are like, like home, like like major fans of people uh-huh. as stands. I don't understand. Is it from the Eminem song? That's probably it, right? 
Maybe. Maybe. Fans of Eminem. Candy or I, singer, take your pick. No. I don't know, man. I, here lately, I just feel older yeah. and older. Yeah. Like, me real. and you both will be 33 Yeah. very soon. Very soon. Hitting our Jesus here, you know? Yeah. 33. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel 73 sometimes. Yeah. Just, like, in how out of touch. Yeah, same. <laughs> Especially, like, anymore, like, for me as a kid, like, growing up in 90s and seeing 90s media all the time, like, sci-fi movies and yeah. stuff, like, there's always, like, screens everywhere and TVs everywhere. And now, like, when you pump your gas, there's a TV. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, am I watching TV while I pump gas? Like, there's a weather update on the TV at the gas pump. What has happened? I'm, I'm a papaw. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I, I saw the, the commercial on the TV at the Speedway. Yeah. Talking about how excited the shine down is to get back in, out and tour, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sure they're excited. No one else is. <laughs> Propaganda TV is telling you their <laughs> coffee's good. That's not true. <laughs> Speaking of Shinedown, <laughs> that's, a, that's not a sentence. I, or a pr- I never thought I'd start a sentence with that. I didn't think we were going to segue of- that way. I didn't think- <laughs> okay. That's not the episode I thought it was. Me and Jude re-watched the uh, Spider-Man 1 Toby Maguire, the Spider-Man one that came out in 2002. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> it's very 2002 yeah. upon, you know, revisiting that. But didn't they, wasn't that the dude from Shinedown and the dude from Nickelback that had like the big song on oh, the soundtrack or whatever? They say a hero can say. Yeah, him. that one. Was that? What? Yeah. Okay. I think so, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I was Never really exposed to Shinedown per se, but you couldn't get away from Nickelback in our oh. time. Like it was like everywhere, like yeah. everywhere. Wasn't that like our uh, like our senior song or whatever that was a little bit probably, like the slideshow photograph? Is that what the one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's on Joey's head? <laughs> oh, oh man, lucky! What best senior song ever? Yeah. <laughs> It was either that or stained, like a, a stained song. Maybe both. Uh, it might have both probably made an appearance yeah. with our our twelfth grade. If your senior song was a Nickelback <laughs> song, uh, leave a five star review. By the way, we yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> and well, speaking of the shutdown. Speaking of, <laughs> now that we're on the topic, yeah. <laughs> How do we get off? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, the t- the most difficult segue in all of media is from Shinedown to Tim McGraw, McGraw but yeah. we're about to make Let's it. Do it. <laughs> well, they say that a hero can s- save us, and it turns out it's Tim McGraw. <laughs> Tim is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, would you like to maybe you know discuss some history about uh, little Timmy Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I'd I'd love nothing more in this world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the great Tim McGraw uh, would be born in 1967 in uh, Louisiana, and little Tim McGraw was raised by his parents uh, Betty and Horace Smith. Uh, and Tim would spend like you know a lot of his early childhood turns out in an 18 wheeler because his uh, father Horace was a truck driver. Kind of awesome. So he's 
spent a lot of time on the road with his dad and uh, listened to a lot of radio. So he'd encounter a lot of like George Jones, Johnny Paycheck, uh, Merle Haggard. And uh, I'd even came across somewhere where he'd said, you know, that in an interview, he was like, you know, I felt like I knew the words to almost every Merle Haggard ta- song by the time I was six, <laughs> which is that's awesome. Great. That's, that's goals. That's like, awesome. Goals. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't be until, you know, quite a few years later, uh, until his parents actually divorced, that he kind of made the discovery that um, his father, Horace, wasn't actually his birth father. Um he and his mother just picked up and moved after they'd been divorced and he's probably around 11 or so and, you know, unpacking boxes, going through things. And he comes across his birth certificate, yeah, which, uh, has the father's name kind of scribbled out, but still kind of legible and shows that his occupation was a baseball player. And That'd be a heck of a thing to find. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. My dad's Mark McGuire. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I know I had those Mike Piazza eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was hitting nothing but dingers. I should have known. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, sees, uh, finds the birth certificate, sees that it says baseball player for occupation. Kind of yeah. can make out almost that it says, you know, McGraw on there. And uh, his mom would, you know, kind of break the news and reveal to him that his birth father was actually a, a fellow by the name of Tug McGraw, who at the time was a minor league baseball pitcher. But yeah. When, uh, going to be like a very, very successful um, relief pitcher in the pros for quite some time. Well, that makes sense, though. I mean, they have uh, they have some similarities. You know, his dad was a baseball player, and um, Tim himself has been striking out since two thousand and two. Boom! Roasted. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. This is good. Sorry, Tim. Oh. <laughs> so, little Timmy, with this newfound news, you know, is um, wants to reach out. His mom takes him to a game in Houston to meet his dad, uh, Tug McGraw. And he didn't really show a lot of interest in having a relationship. He kind of had his own family since then. And, yeah. him, and Tim's mother and Tug had kind of made the choice of like, okay, that's how they wanted to handle those things. Yeah. And so he didn't have much to do with him or a relationship with him till he was uh, in high school, like really about 18, 19. Yeah. Um, so they would meet again when Tim's a senior in high school, finally form a relationship and a bond of some sorts, you know. And uh, after that, his dad, actual dad, Tug McGraw, would actually end up offering yeah. to be like, hey, I want to pay for your school, your higher education, whatever you, you want to do. I want to be there in some way to help yeah, out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so t- Tim would change his surname, actually, to match that of his father, McGraw. Yeah. And uh, also enroll in college. He would take some, uh, start out taking some, like, courses in pre-law. But, you know, Tim being Tim, yeah, he'd quickly realize that he was more apt to uh, partying than maybe, you know, studying. More apt to taking a real big interest in music as opposed to going to class. Yeah. So he'd end up buying a guitar, learning to play guitar, start playing in some, like, clubs and open mics, things of that nature. And after some time doing this, um, it was actually on the day that one of his honky-tonk heroes, and mine. Yeah, m- most of us. Yeah. 
uh, Keith Whitley would pass away, that he would make the decision to drop out of school and go to Nashville to pursue a music career. Like he was just like very confident and self-assured that he thought he had the it factor or whatever it would take to, to make it. Well, think about it. Like uh, if he, if he, you know, gets the news of Keith Whitley to say it scrolls across the news that morning and he's thinking, should I go to class and study pre-law or should I just, you know, get my guitar and go play a bunch of Keith songs at yep. a bar. Should I go honor Keith, yeah. What what would you do, you know? Yeah. I know what I would do, yep. I, and I would, it wouldn't be going to class. That's a day when the hard decisions are made, you know. Yeah. That's, that's the choice you make. That's a life decision right there. So, Tim up and moves to Nashville. And he <laughs> moves to Nashville, you know, with limited uh, experience as a performer at all. Like, yeah. he's very new. No connections in the industry, <laughs> and not to mention it's an industry that just uh, signed and had artists, the class of 89, yeah. you know, uh, AJ, Clint Black, Garth Brooks. Yeah. So if you're going to Nashville with the intention of thinking you've got the it factor to make it, you better be bringing the heat. Yeah. Because, like, they just there's some top dogs already. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, Randy Travis have, by that time is like yeah. well established. You're going to have to match what they're bringing to the table, or you're going to have to exceed it. Like, right? That's a lot to live up to. Yeah. Um. So it goes on almost say almost two years or so, trying to make a name for himself, and eventually his demo would kind of catch the ear of some executives at Curb Records. Yeah. Uh, they would meet. He'd play him some more songs from their demo, and sure enough. Tim had secured himself a recording contract. Well, the first, very first track he would release uh, was a track by the name of What Room Was the Holiday In? Ha <laughs> 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 ha, got me, Tim. Uh, that was his debut single in 91, and the song would actually fail to find any spot on the country charts. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super surprised about that. <laughs> I just don't know if they tried to put him in a box, you know, like, Producer wise, me like, yeah. This is the sound you want. Let's well, kind of like they did with Shenandoah. Yeah, and it it just didn't work. Like, yeah, he has a lot of charisma. I feel like he as a performer. Yeah, to like work a crowd over. Oh yeah, and like get people hopped up, and it's just a very bland. I would say that he there's an artist out there that that song is meant for. Yeah, probably somebody can pull it off. It wasn't him. It's just not no. for him. No. And so from there, he would kind of follow up and release a self-titled album in 93, just Tim McGraw, yeah. the album. And it would, again, kind of the same thing with the single. It would, wouldn't really resonate or generate any buzz for yeah. himself in the country music community. Uh, none of the singles from the self-titled album that were released came anywhere near the, the top 40, which yeah. is kind of like the benchmark. Like right. If you get in the top 40, you're, yeah. you're getting somewhere. And the album itself did not find any place on the charts. It's a tough start. Yeah, that's it's not that's not the way to go. No, ain't no way to go. <laughs> but luckily for him, this would be his first and only album not to find its way onto the country music charts. Uh, the following year, in '94, he released his sophomore album, "Not a Moment Too Soon." <laughs> which would, which would end up being the best selling country album of the year. So what a turnaround from '93 to '94. Maybe one of the best country records of all time. I would agree with that. 
Easily. I mean, that might be a bold statement to some, but... Listen to it. You tell yeah. me. Yeah. Listen to it front to back, because you can do that. You can. Um, so from that album, it's how you know it's a good album. Five yeah. singles were dropped. And all all of them, all five would chart in the top 20s, with um, three of them charting in the top five. Ooh. Think about releasing an album and dropping three top five hits in a year's time. <sighs> so, needless to say that Lucky Us, Tim had found us at the end of our rainbow. Yeah. And his sweet voice saved us. Yeah. Not a moment. Not a moment, too, not a moment too soon. <laughs> not a moment too soon. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> but wow. That's awesome. Like, just, I'm sure you have to feel like, no matter how confident you were or sure that you could make it happen, to come out in 93 and have that happen, like nothing charged to the album, no singles, yeah. nothing resonates. Yeah. And then, bam, best-selling album of the year, yeah. 94. And I think, I really think he deserved it. Like, I really, it, it seems that, like you said, they just couldn't find the formula that worked for Tim yeah. early on, you know? Like, some of those songs from that first album, too, I tried to give all of them a little bit of a yeah. chance just to get an idea of, like, what all was out there that maybe some songs I hadn't heard. Right. And I think they just, the songs lyrically and musically they put together for him on that first album, they just hold him back. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get to, like, explore his vocal range. Right. Or cut loose. It's just very bland. It was just not not the Tim that we want and the Tim that we love. Yeah. Yeah. And he has had, I mean, he's had a heck of a career since then. I mean, he he hasn't really faded out no. any. I mean, some of his song choices are, you know, a little questionable. Yeah. Once you get up to a certain point. I mean, th there'll be some um, some listenable songs in there, here and there. But they're all, like, big songs, whether you like yeah. them or not, you know. Yeah, at some point you kind of made that transition, I guess, into the more neutral yeah. pop medium, you know. Yeah. Which, I, for him, I understand, like, right. he appeals to a yeah. lot of people outside of country music. Right. And probably has a lot of fans that explore country music deeper because they might just be Tim McGraw fans. Right, it's just like, like the Tim Garth McGraw. Bridge. Yeah. Like, Garth exactly. is a global, yeah. you know, artist, not just... In the, in the country music vein. Like, Garth is global. And I think Tim is kind of the same one. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, some songs that just don't work for you personally. Yeah. Before we get into all the Tim songs that we do love, there's one I want to throw out there. What's your opinion? Um, I don't know if you've heard it or not. It's actually a duet. And it's not with his wife, Faith. Oh. It's with Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Over and Over Again. <laughs> over and Over Again. <laughs> it hurts that so was bad. on every radio station, pop and country, for how long? That whole Too year. Long. Whatever year it came out that entire year. <laughs> oh. Like, Tim. Tim. Timmy. Why, dude? But it was like top of the charts. Of course it was, you know. Like, okay, that makes sense. But it's um, <laughs> it's something to experience for sure. Like, a lot, lot changed after the new millennium hit. Uh, just so yeah. much changed. Yeah. 
that was one that was one of the things that was kind of a curveball, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had I had some notes on uh, future Tim compared to nineties Tim as well. Okay. So number one, you know Tim McGraw. Most people know him as a pretty fit dude. You know. Yeah. You know he's always kind of got his shirt unbuttoned the majority of the way. You're yeah. showing all these guns or his abs or whatever. But I think, see, my theory is that as his song quality dropped, he just made sure that his abs got better and better yeah. to distract from the fact that the songs were yeah. just not, you know. The lot will kind of like glare <laughs> off of him and it'll blind you for a minute and you'll forget all about his bad choices. <laughs> And uh, one more thing is, so he put out a record in 99 called A Place in the Sun. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's kind of where it started with Tim going off the hinges for us personally, for me yeah. personally. But go look at that album cover. Look at the font. Then go look up Backstreet Boys Millennium. No way. Look at the font. Really? It is eerily similar. I gotta know now. <laughs> now you gotta do I, it. I gotta know now. <laughs> it's so similar that, like when I when I first, because I hadn't like seen this album covering. That is the same font. It's, it's the, the same. same font. It really like is. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that the same exact people designed both of those record inserts and covers. My favorite part also with the font is the. Uh, the post added fake lens glare the, for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know why that's there. What's, what's he thinking about? Placing the sun? <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, I'm, and this, this may seem like Tim McGraw slander, but we we really just want to get most of that negativity out of the way because we're about to drop our talk tracks on you guys yes and we adore these songs yeah like it's we don't like just ironically like some of these tim songs no. like we love i, I, mean, I mean yeah like, we like them we love them and like, we want some more of them exactly <laughs> <You> exactly <know? laughs> tim couldn't have said it better himself <laughs> like he has this like and some of his songs too they just pack such a big energy to yeah. where you're just like, when you listen to him, you're like, all right, I'm ready for anything. Like, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Tim has got me where I need to be today. Yeah. It's Shania effect. Let's go, girl. Ex exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what. If, uh, if you're new to our show, you might have been a, uh, a straggler that kind of came in on our Christmas episodes. But um, that was a very different format than what we do on the show generally. Yeah. We usually, Caleb and I will both pick our top tracks of whatever artists we're covering that, that particular episode. We will have three honorable mentions and then our top five favorite tracks from these artists in the 90s. Yeah. But we don't know what the other person has picked, and that's where it it, it gets a little uh, little dicey in here. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we get a little bit of um, harsh feelings. Yeah, hurt, yeah. hurt, hurtful words. 
that's really what happened while we haven't put out an episode in so long. I mean, um, there was some song that we didn't agree on on the Patty Loveless episode, and uh, we actually haven't spoken yeah. since. That those yeah. Christmas episodes, those were pre-recorded. I've I I just spent some time alone, and I <laughs> I try to think about Memphis, <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare, uh, the creature from a black. Black Lagoon, you know, anything. I, I couldn't concentrate, though. It was just, it kept getting to me. <laughs> yeah, so those are the uh, the rule route rules that you need to know about how this format works for us. <laughs> if you want, I will lead us off with my number eight. Honestly, if you want, I'll lead us off. I just Okay, got, go ahead. I've got, go ahead. I need to rip this Band-Aid off and get yeah, it over with. All right. Uh First one of the year. First honorable mention. No. <laughs> Number eight. All right. Don't take the girl. My, same. Okay. Absolutely yeah, okay. same. Yeah. Okay. We're, We're safe. Doing good. We're doing good. Great. <laughs> I just need to get that out of the way. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine the hate we would have gotten if we didn't include it at all? Oh, they'd have found us and, and threw us in a hole somewhere probably. <laughs> Never let us do this again. <laughs> I feel you though. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it like good song. Yeah. His first number one hit. Like, yeah. Like it, it speaks for itself. Um, it even was so good that it climbed into the top twenty on the Billboard Hot 100. So like, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's a good song, but like it's also like once you've heard it a few times. Yeah. Like I can't do it no more. Yeah. I can't. And just cause like you know it's it's very sad like yeah. as a whole, and so if that was in the top twenty of the Billboard Hot 100, which is across all genres, that just tells me that like and when this came out in '94, like yeah. everybody in America was crying probably. Yeah, like everybody was just crying to this song. Like people pulled over beside the road, just being like, <laughs> "Don't say her. What's wrong? Like, listen, Johnny's daddy took him fishing. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, I can't." And uh, I mean, and the little girl in the uh, the story grew up to fe- be Faith Hill. Did you know that? What <laughs> <laughs> plot twist? <laughs> there was a uh, there was a Cletus T. Judd version of this, and I can't remember what it was called, but I do remember it was painful I to bet. listen to. I bet. And also, there's no one for me that like. My wife, Trina, hates this song yeah. with a passion. Yeah, Kelsey does too. Can't stand it. Yeah. She actually, she's like, so what's your top five? I was like, well, just have to wait and see. And she's like, if don't take the girls in there, we're going through the big D and I don't mean Dallas. Don't mean Dallas. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I like, do. I feel the same exact way as you do. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that this is kind of like a definitive 90s country song. Oh, yeah. Like, people know this song that don't really know 90s country much, yeah. you know? Big song. Can't do her. Yeah, Can't it's it's her. tough. It's so. one of those ones, too. I'm real bad to, like, you know, like, I'll get a song in my head, mm-hmm. and it's just in there. Yeah. And I'm just humming it, <laughs> whistling it, yeah, singing it, and I don't even realize it sometimes. And I'll just be like, start that song, like, Johnny's Daddy. Take it, and I'll hear from the next room, like, no, 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 we're not doing that, no. He was eight years old. Take Jimmy Johnson. Take Tommy Thompson. 
Take my best friend Mo. Yeah. The only Mo that I've ever known in my life, we went to school with a guy named Ethan. Yep. He uh, he, he is the proud owner of a Chattahoochee podcast hat. Yep. If you remember. But his dad's name was Mo. And yep. when I hear that song, since that's the only Mo I've ever known in my life, that's who I think of is Ethan's yep. dad. So shout out Ethan's dad, Mo. Yep. Going fishing. If you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Going fishing. Hope you're doing good, man. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a few years. <laughs> well that's good we first one of the year that's pretty good we linked up same song and we got that out of the way yeah so. yep everybody hopefully everyone's still listening sorry if we hurt your feelings with that. <laughs> up to our number seven okay i'm ready you want to do it? You want me to do it? I'll let you go. I'm, All I'm, right. I've spoke my piece. All right. I said my piece and I counted to three. Yeah. All right. Number seven from his 95 record, All I Want. Maybe we should just sleep on it. Get out of here. That's my number seven. Is it really? Yes. Nuh-uh. Oh, my god. We're throwing a perfect game just like Tug McGraw. <laughs> go buy a lottery ticket right yeah. now. Go on to Speedway. Yep. Be sure to check the weather on the screen at the pumps. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the coffee. This song is great. This, I mean, the way it kind of drives all the way through the song is, yeah. I mean, it's, it is a toe tapper. It really is. And the, um, the guitar on this, like the little, like the solos here and there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it instantly drags me in and yeah. hooks me. I love it. Do you all, I kind of feel this way about it. I feel like it's just. Uh, a few alterations away from like if you throw in like some synth keyboard and a little more distortion on the guitars it can yeah. almost has like some 80s power ballad vibes just with yeah. that riff like that yeah yeah some like, like journey feeling riff the snare is very poppy you yeah. know really it's yeah. like I feel like I can hear some uh, Tim McGraw's like a power ballad band in the 80s I like to see that long haired Tim yeah <laughs> New band name, called it Long Haired Tim. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, two in a row. I can't believe it. This is amazing. Twenty twenty two. This is the year. Yeah, yeah. We're just is. doing daddy stuff. Daddy stuff. Twenty twenty two. Lyrically, that the chorus of that is it's just so clever. And we've talked about it that really a billion is. times, how, how much we love cleverly written 90s country songs, yeah. and that's one of them. Shoot, man. Wow. I can't believe it. I'll, gonna, I'll freak if we do it one more time. I, I would be very surprised here. <laughs> my last honorable mention for me is a little bit of a wild card, I guess. Okay. Um, this is actually from the self-titled album, Tim McGraw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is, in my opinion, personally, is the only song worth really spending some time on. Yeah. It's, uh, I keep it under my hat. Yep. 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 Um, it's the only song on that album I feel like that showcases and works well with Tim's talents and his yeah. voice, like lets him take her for a walk, right. so to speak. Like, it, had they had more songs like this, it might not have been, Yeah. you know, what it, it was. could have been different. Yeah. He would have had the best-selling record the year prior, not the year after. He's had yeah. to wait a little bit longer to be a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he had, like the music and 
uh, lyrics, like they just pair so well together. I think for his voice on this one, and the lyrics once again very clever and good. It's uh, the verse says it looks a little weathered, so it looks good on me. But since you left, I'm wearing this old hat differently. And then in the chorus, it goes on to say, uh, "I keep the brim pulled down." Yeah. Uh, whenever these teardrops come around, like that's oh, good. I'll see what you did there. But that's yeah, very good. a very, uh, very good and probably very underrated Tim McGraw song because I imagine that once somebody gets an, a few songs deep into that first album, they're like, mm, "Let's turn her off. Never mind. Yeah. Let's let's not do this." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my final honorable mention, and I, I'm, as the content of this song goes, I'm not 100% sure where I stand. Okay. But as far as the song itself, Indian Outlaw. Oh! Yep. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, this is a song for me that like made me love Tim McGraw as a young'un. You know, this yeah. was the song. Like, and I just thought it sounded when I was young. I th- I just thought it sounded cool. You yeah. know, musically it it has have some yeah. very cool sounds. It really does. Yeah, the music video doesn't have a ton to do with any of the content of the no. song. It is pretty cool. I mean, he's got the Fu Manchu that uh, <laughs> that would transform into a bull that he would ride many years later. Yep, but. Um, and it looks also, I mean, he's playing the sweet Telecaster, but it also kind of looks like he's never held a guitar before. Yeah, a little bit. Like, little he kind of don't really know what to do with it. It's like Ricky Bobby out there in his yeah, first interview. Yeah, don't know like, what, what to do with these hands. What are wrong with my hands? But, like, there's a bunch of people line dancing around the bar that he's singing in. It's a pretty cool video, I guess. Yeah. He's on, like, an old Indian motorcycle, which is, you know, pretty sweet. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The uh, the lyrics are something else. I don't know. Still, if it's like insensitive or it was the weird thing is too is that it was a song that he pushed for to yeah. be his first single off mm-hmm. of the album. In a it where it was very popular, both in means of like being popular as a song at the right. time, and also just being popular because it was a a, a topic of discussion yeah. ac- across people everywhere, yeah. kind of yeah. But man, what's <laughs> <laughs> it almost put him in a box as like being like uh, someone that just does like novelty songs. Like yeah, you had the first album where you had a song like "What Room Was This Holiday In?" Like, yeah, oh, nice pun. Great. And then you go into this one, which is lyrically just like something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, all my friends call me Bear Claw. Yep. <laughs> Find him chilling in his wigwam. He says, <laughs> trying to catch a peek at his. As a Buffalo Brief, yeah. is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so maybe that's the reason it didn't crack the top five. Yeah, it might have done it. But, you know, worth a mention anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, top five. Won't you... Uh, top five Timmies. Here won't we you go. throw the first pitch here? Top five Tims. <laughs> Brought to you by Tim McGraw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Number five. She never lets it go to her heart. What a song. Yeah. Very catchy riff. Uh, another number one hit for Tim. Also from uh, the album All I Want. Yeah. Just I mean, it's just like a solid country song. Like musically, lyrically, like 
It's got everything you want. Um, this was written by a pair of songwriters, one being Chris Waters, the other being uh, Tom Shapiro, who have credits on some killer songs. Yeah. Uh, Chris Waters being um, two Terry Clark songs, uh, Easy on the Eyes. Big, big, big yeah. song. Better Things to Do. Now, that, that yeah. that's a great, that's that's like top three. Yeah. Top three song uh, of hers. Sammy Kershaw's Meant to Be. Mm. And the real kicker, like epic 90s country songs, is Red Atkins' That Ain't My Truck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then Thomas Shapiro would uh, write on some epic songs also. One of those being uh, Brooks and Dunn's Ain't Nothing About You. That's a big one. Neil McCoy, Wink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And even uh, later on from that, uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Evans, No Place That Far. That's a great song. Yeah, so a great duo to put together that song. That's an awesome song. Hey, when they start talking, she's gone. She starts walking. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. All right, my number five from, of course, Not A Moment Too Soon. Uh Uh-huh. Give it to me straight. Oh, that's a good one. That really it is, is a good, so good song. It, if you haven't heard it, it, which you know, it starts out with this sweet um, like lead guitar riff. It's 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 really good. But um, lyrically, and I thought it was really cool that he paid tribute to George Strait while George was. It's not like George was over the hill at this point. Oh, no way. He you know, he kind of still isn't, you know. He's mm. still everybody, whether you like new country, old country, yeah. like the classic, classic country, you know George Strait. Yeah, I hear that, honestly, that most of the time, he still feels 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so raises a little cane with the boys. Even. Yeah. I mean, now he's an old troubadour. He was a young troubadour. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when Tim is paying tribute to yeah. him. So Tim's taking some of uh, some of George's like eight, like big eighties song titles and lyrics, mm-hmm. and just kind of put them into this song. And it is it's so clever. Uh, obviously, give it to me straight. S T R A I T. Of course, you know. So you've got that play, but um, my favorite part is near the end of the chorus. He uh, the vocal goes high and he says it's gonna take a fireman to put this old flame yes. out. So Genius. come on, give it to me straight before I come unwound. <laughs> it's good. It's just a really, really well written country song. Definitely underappreciated uh, Tim song too. I would say just didn't get to play that everything else yeah. on that album gets. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I really, really like that song. Oh boy, those are some good fives. Number four for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to describe this song other than it just, all of a sudden when I hear it, I have this urge to blow $48 at the county fair. <laughs> yes. I like it. I love it. Want some more of it. Yes. <laughs> um, man, of course, this was a number one hit. Yeah. Like, of course. This song's huge. I feel like this also probably like uh, a signature Tim McGraw song. That like if you ask somebody if they heard a Tim McGraw song, they'd be like, oh, yeah. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the one about the county fair. Yeah, that one. (laughs) 
Um, and man, it just goes and it gets you tapping toes. It gets yeah. you feeling good. And I guess that was kind of like one of those things too, where they're like, "Oh, this might be a more novelty song." Yeah, but it's really, it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's just awesome. Good song's around. good song, you know. And that is a good song. That's one of those ones too. Like when it comes on, you're like, "I'm gonna scream every word of this right now in yeah. the car." Like me I and Tim. The guitar on that goes too, man. Yeah, like he just riffs all. They through. let him shred. They really did. Yeah. It's one of those songs that um, you know way more the lyrics to it than you think yeah. you do. Like, you turn that song on, like, okay, let's do an experiment. You can pause our podcast. Go to Spotify or Apple Music, order wherever, YouTube, if you want you know, to have the visual. And you just, you sing along with it. You'll know every word. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to know at least 95% of the words of these songs. I love the whatever the the choice was made when they wrote that to be like, let's leave the lyrics as I throwed out my shoulder, <laughs> but I wanted that teddy. Bear. Hey, I wanted that teddy bear. Throwed, <laughs> like, leave it. It works. <laughs> She's got me singing sugar pie. What do you have for a number four? Well, let's see here. From All I Want, we've already talked about it. She never lets it go to her heart. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. There's not much more to say about how good of a song it is. But this is one of those that um, even when I was young, hearing this on the radio, I was like, that is a good song. Yeah. I mean, what a great story. That's it really a, is. I mean, she, she's great, and she don't even yeah. know it. She don't know. I mean, she don't know she's beautiful, you know? <laughs> Daddy stuff. Oh, daddy stuff. Daddy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she can turn every head. I think his vocals are great on that song. Yeah. I think like he just he knocks it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm just trying to uh. see how many baseball <laughs> puns I can throw in here. He's got a list over here. You should see him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my number four. That. That record had, I don't know, that that was a pretty good Tim record. I don't think. Yeah, it really was. Obviously not quite as great for me as Not A Moment Too Soon, but mm -hmm. yeah, that was good. Classic Tim. Top three. Top three. My number three. Man, this, this is where I struggled the most, honestly. Yeah, it's hard. Is, this is probably the hardest like it's hard sometimes to pick songs like eight songs that you love more than the others. Yeah. But this was the hardest top three I've ever put in an order. Like yeah. I've swapped these around. I bet 10 times, like really like could yeah. not decide, but here's where I landed. Yeah. All Number right. three. All right. Come as you are. There ain't no dress code. Just country <laughs> boys and girls getting down on the farm. That's been in every spot from one to three for me for the last yeah. week or so. Like, yeah, I just don't know. It's hard to pick. There's, There's so many good ones. The This song has everything that we love about 90s country. It does. And country music yeah. as a whole. But lyrically, especially, like I would get a fullback tattoo of these lyrics yeah. and not think twice yeah. about it. Yeah, we have a, <laughs> there's a meme out there that you can find that we made at some point on our socials that would work great as like um, 
<laughs> old tummy what's the word i'm looking for primitive primitive yeah yes. primitive home decor where it's just like uh word art with yeah. you know script lettering <laughs> but it's you know come as you are there ain't no dress code just some rule route r- rules that you need to know <laughs> don't mess with the bull he can get real mean don't forget to shut the gate stay out of the beans <laughs> hey if it starts raining what is that to the, the barn? barn yeah <laughs> I can see that hanging in somebody's mammal's yeah. house, like, legitimately. <laughs> so, uh, if we have any listeners that own a primitive business, could you please make that for yeah. us? We'll hang it up in the studio. Yes, please. And it'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll live by Tim's rules, you know? <laughs> I mean, epic song. Uh, this, also, this was, like, perfectly timed as far as marketing goes. Yeah. This came out in July of 94. And I bet that was, like, the summer anthem of that year was probably this song. Yeah. Yeah. It peaked at number two on the charts only behind a Joe Diffie song. Any guesses on what it would have been? Pick it, man. It's a really random one. You would think that would be at number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Give it to me straight. Welcome to earth. Third rock from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I saw Joe Diffie. Did I tell you about this? I saw Joe Diffie one time in Huntington. Like, it was one of those, like, summer concert series. Oh, you're going to be, like, at the Waffle House. I'm like, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but he opened with that song. And, like, I don't know, like, the intro was really strange. But it was also, as Did such he- a Joe Diffie fan, it was a, it, it was a, moment for me like this a, is amazing did he have a voice modulator to do the effect <laughs> well that was on the track that they walked okay. out to okay that works <laughs> that, that'll do it's like how weird would it be to see him with like a voice modulator you're just like he's doing it live here we go this is gonna be a wild time joe diffie with the vocoder what is going on here <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay so that's your number three yes sir okay my number three I'm I'm gonna if I had something to duck behind I would do that now because I don't know how oh you're gonna boy. take this. My number three. Put on my shoes. <laughs> self-titled track. Not a moment too soon. Really. I can. You know what? It's a new year. I can. I'm. I can. <laughs> I can. I can find peace in this. <laughs> I think. I think his vocals are. Nearly perfect on this. Truly, like his yes. vocals are great. He doesn't miss at all. There's a. This is another one that. I mean, it's got all all the '90s country sounds, all the '90s country things that we love. But the, um, near the end, the dude just goes wild on lead really guitar. Does. It's great, and he just keeps going. Yeah, like, you can't stop him. You Good luck. you cannot stop the man. They don't they end up having to just like fade him out. Like he ain't gonna stop playing good riffs. Yeah. So we're just going to have to fade this track out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, gosh, this song is great. I feel like, too, it's just, like, such an epic, like, it checks all the boxes for what you want in an um, epic, awesome, like, country love song from that era. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is. It's really ballady, but, like, not in, like, a poppy kind of way. Yeah. You know? It's good. Very good. All right, we we got through that. We got through that. Okay. We're all still here. So moving on to number two. Number two. 
here's why I'm okay. My number two, not a moment too soon. So oh, okay. It's right there. Okay. It's right there. I can, it's just, you okay. know, I can come Great. to peace with that. Yeah. Like we'd already said, you know, like, wow, it checks all the boxes. It's amazing. Tim, yeah. Tim hits dingers. Yeah, I mean that's all he does. It's a great uh, 90s, all I did. 90s country love song. <laughs> uh, old dude shreds on guitar; they can't stop him. Like, yeah, awesome. Um, like I said, that album dropped five singles, and this would be the title track for that. And this would a number one hit. How could it not be? There were songs from that record that almost made my top eight that we haven't even talked about that we might have to get into. Really? Yeah, but. Um, Okay, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I wouldn't want it any other way. Mm-hmm. Did not make my list, but it's that close. does not mean that it's not a great song because it yep. is. It's so good. Wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, that's like one of the, that album is comparable to me to like front to back goodness is the same as like listening to uh, Clint Black's Kill. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. There's no need to skip. Just let it go. Yeah. You'll be you'll be Absolutely. pleased. Absolutely, yeah. Well, what uh, what's your number two? Number two, down on the farm. Yes, country boys and girls getting down on the farm. Man, I've always loved this song. Like, um, like I already mentioned that I would get ta- a tattoo of the lyrics of this, but that I mean that offer still stands today. Yeah. Like, if you're a tattoo artist. And you are a listener of ours, and want to give out a couple matching tattoos of Tim McGraw lyrics. We'll take hit it. us up, yeah, because yeah. I will. I, I will even let you pick the lyrics from that song that you want to tattoo yeah. on my body. Like a good, all good, a good choice would be uh, Old Dave's getting loud, but he don't mean no harm. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> so good. Shout out all the yeah. Daves out yeah. there. Hashtag Daves. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it is about that song too. I've just been like, I've, one thing Tim McGraw's been great for is just like meme ideas. Like, yeah, the, they're endless with Tim. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I keep thinking of uh, the early in the lines of the song. It says, you know, come as you are. There ain't no dress code. Yeah. And I keep thinking, come as you are. I was like, how can I mesh together a Tim McGraw, <laughs> Kurt Cobain meme? Like, well, it's going to click one day and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, be on the lookout for yeah. that one. <laughs> we will uh, accept and credit any uh, user submissions on there if you yeah. got, got anything cooked up out there. <laughs> Come as you are. <laughs> or maybe just like, it'd be great to hear each of them just swap songs, you know? Oh, could you Tim imagine? Tim sing that. Kurt sing down on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You're gonna have a lot of fun in a New York mm-hmm. minute, but there's some things you can't do inside this. You city. just can't. You can't. It's not allowed. Just country boys and girls getting down on the farm, and that brings us to our number one. I think we've done it. I really think we've done it. Oh boy. We'll say it on three. Yep. One. You want? Are we going on three? We going on? We're going one, on two, three. three. We're one two. Announce. Okay, ready? All right. One, two, refried, refried dream. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Woo! We did it. What a great day. <laughs> I knew That's this was three songs, dude. Yeah. Holy cow. Oh, man. This, wow. This is an awesome song. This awesome. is the perfect Tim yeah. McGraw song. 
Awesome song, awesome occasion. First show of the new year, matching number ones. Yeah. Look out. I mean, that it can only go up from here, guys. I mean, this is a good sign. He waited and let this one drop as the fifth single from Not A Moment Too Soon. That's crazy. He was like, this one is going to be the best one. Like, low-key, secret, no one's going to know. And when they think we're out of hits from this album, yeah. bam, we're going to hit them with the refried dreams. Yeah. I love how it does that that cool chord change. Like it throws that, that unexpected chord in the chorus. Out here in Mexico, sick as a dog. Yeah. Then drops back to like the like the normal key. But man, this there's so many good things about this song. I mean, it's a toe tapper. It just keeps giving. It really, yeah. It is a toe tapper. Lyrically, it is fantastic. How about that <sighs> pedal steel, though? This oh, whole my song gosh. Is, that may good. be like top three pedal steel pieces in 90s country. <laughs> yes. Like That is amazing. I love the uh, like the lead guitar on the intro. Like the little intro piece. The... It's um, it's like such an uplifting, fun song to listen to yeah. for what is obviously like a breakup song yeah. or somebody done me wrong song. Yeah. And I think, if nothing else, the biggest lesson that is could be learned from anyone from this song is stay away from Timmy when he's had tequila. Because <laughs> in that second <laughs> verse, the lines are shooting tequila. Wanting to kill you and wishing, wishing to God, God you were near. near. Yeah, that's my favorite like, lyric in yeah. the whole song too. Yeah. That's so clever. And just like the way uh, <laughs> he chooses to like as enunciator when he's yeah. singing when he says shooting tequila, shooting yeah. tequila. Yeah, wanting to kill you, wishing to God you were near. Okay, like that's a fun song, but like maybe when Tim's had tequila, he might fall off the handle. So, that's <laughs> so keep your distance. I don't know how this song wasn't ever like somehow. Like put in a Taco Bell commercial because yeah. if you remember, Johnny Cash had like the Taco Bell ads from back, way back. Yeah, Reba had the Fritos. You know, how did Tim not get hooked up with Taco Bell? Yeah. on this project, you know, free fried dreams, free fried beans. No, I like, mean, you know, it's they messed up. Yeah, there's still time. There's still time. I mean, Taco. It Bell. would be good for both parties. Yeah. I'm get just it, saying. Tim. If you guys need a mediator, let us know. We will do it. You could do limited edition Timmy tacos, which I would enjoy. <laughs> I'll take uh, four Supreme Timmy tacos <laughs> and some refried dreams. <laughs> Another thing I, I love it just about just like what this song brings to the table is like everything about it is amazing. Like. And there's some great Tim songs we mentioned. Yeah. But this one truly takes the cake. And I think maybe my favorite lines are going to be just like the taglines of, now I'm messed up in Mexico, living on refried dreams. Yeah. Because to me, like, I can just see that being on, like, an an airbrushed T-shirt that you got <laughs> from, like, a vacation yeah. to Pigeon Forge or somewhere. <laughs> like Down here in Mexico. Yeah. So now, put, now I'm messed up in Mexico. Living on refried dreams. All so, right, buddy, you got it. a big can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's so many good parts to the song. Like, they could just have a, 
let the uh, like the little, I guess the kind of a pre-chorus or end of the verse be like the chorus of the song, and it would still be good. The yep. Living on refried dreams. Yeah. That's not even the chorus. No. It just gets then better you from go, there. Out here in Mexico, sick it as a dog. It's, man, it just get, keeps giving. It just keeps giving. It's so good. I love it. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. I I went back and watched the video for this one. It's interesting. It's something, yeah. Yeah. It's something. Came a long way as an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Tim. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, does he still play guitar or like I, beat around at his guitar? Maybe. I, I haven't I seen him holding a guitar. I think that's what time. another thing like the abs are about. Also, it's just yeah. like you don't need the guitar if you got yeah. the abs, and you don't want to cover the abs yeah. with the guitar. Like, yeah. And if you've got abs, people won't pay that much attention. Like, oh, he's not holding a guitar. Is he country? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's the proof right there. Bam, abs. <laughs> no, no questions needed. <laughs> okay, so that's our top five. Well, top eight, I guess you could say, or MySpace top eight. Yep. Um, are there any songs during this period that Tim put out that, like, you just absolutely can't with? I mean, we talked about our feelings on. Um, don't take the girl, but is there a song that you like actually hate? Oh, let me in see. In retrospect, probably a few, and they're probably all from that uh, Backstreet Boys <laughs> ripoff fun album. Yeah, which was uh, what is it? Uh, a place in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where to <did> start? <laughs> Please remember me. The <sighs> there's like you know. Danny Gore's Please Remember Me, which is like yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah, it's way up. And then there's Tim's Please Remember Me. It's like, eh, that's not a good song at all. I'll give you a song that I cannot handle at this point in my life. One of these days you're going to love me. Uh, he just whines the entire song. Very whiny. Like, this kid's geek. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Quit whining, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was just a, a real whiny tune, and just like I don't know, musically the way it's arranged is just not appealing to the ears either. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, I mean, I guess technically it was a hit, but not not in my heart, you know. No, <laughs> it hurt my heart. Yeah. Uh, what uh, out of all these songs, that's the one I'll end up with in my head tonight. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I dislike Please Remember Me More or My Next 30 Years More. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like that'd be one like, that's a good song. What are you saying? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I can't. And you know that, man. I can't do it. <laughs> my next 30 years. I'd rather go skydiving without a parachute and listen to that song. <laughs> How you feel about that song? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. It's something. It's something. Like, I don't know. I don't, like, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan of that song, but at the same time, I don't dislike it. I'm neutral on that song. Yeah. Like, I can listen to it. I think if I had heard it, like, 700 less times than I have yeah. heard it, yep. like, I would like it more, you know? It's, uh, it's used a lot. It was played a lot when it came out. I feel like it's used unnecessarily for a lot of, like, I don't know, like uh, 
media purposes, like yeah. TV, movies, or like, you know. <laughs> uh, Meemaw's photo book montage. Yeah. <laughs> our vacation. I wish they would have put this as our senior song playlist. Yep. Song, or whatever, the, the slideshow. Yeah. I wish that was the song instead <laughs> yes. of what we got. But I will, you know, I will say too, though. Um, there's a uh, a dude we both know. Um, his name's Chuck. We went to school with him, and he comes to our karaoke parties at the house, and that his is his go to karaoke song. That's a good and one. it's awesome. It's a good one. Like I didn't even know like Chuck sang, and um, I don't know if he knew that he sang, but he's like, okay, I'll do one, and he, you know, obviously didn't tell anybody what he was doing. And then comes out of the gate with that. We're all like, yes! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm the one. <laughs> Just to See You Smile. That's a good song. That's I a like good that song. one, yo. That's a good one. It sounds much happier than it is yeah. lyrically. Yeah. Like, it's fun. There's a lot of, um, I guess you could say, good musicianship. There's some like sweet dobro licks and stuff like that in there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, I would say that the only song that I probably like off of a place in the sun might be uh, my best friend. Yeah, that, that one's a good yeah. song. That one's a good yeah. one. Well, I know that we're gonna get heat because we haven't mentioned any Tim and Faith songs. I'm going to tell you, though. I mean, they're not my favorite together. Really? They're not my favorite as duet artists, I guess. I don't know. I guess you could say. But uh, I don't know. I I like to see them act together. Do they just do something to you? Do they send a shock right through you? I mean, maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't put you under a spell. Yeah, that's the thing. It the like, their love does not put me under a spell. I guess no. you could say. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> we'll calm her down. I'm not like a gigantic. I guess I'm not a huge Faith Hill fan either. Like later stuff. I mean, obviously her early stuff. She's got some great stuff. Yeah, just like most of these artists that we talk about. But she's a great actress. Like she's also really good on 1983. Yeah, Kelsey always makes fun of like the way that her hair looks and the way that they have her dressed on there, which is you know just the look of the day. But uh, she's like, poor Faith, look at her out there in that dress trying to (laughs) (laughs) drive this coach. I got one more for you here. Oh, okay. Tell me how you feel. Okay. How do you feel about um, where the green grass grows? Now, I will say that almost made my list. Yeah, it's a good song. It really Watch is. Watch my corn pop up in rows. That's, a, that's yeah. a a solid country song. If you told me you didn't like that, I'd probably had to point my rocking chair to whatever cardinal direction <laughs> you're not looking. Like, I just have to take a Opposite. minute. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rocking chairs, please <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that, that's a good song. That's a good song. I, I like to imagine that that's... Um, like when the annoying kid from um, Travis Tritt's version of Where the Corn Don't Grow, when he finally got out of the house and mm-hmm. the mom and dad could just like talk in peace. Yeah. Like that was the dad's like, you know, I'm just going to live where the green grass grows. Yep. 
watch my corn pop up in rows. I mean, he can go to the city if he wants to, but. He'll find out. Hard times are real. Yeah. And there's dusty fields no matter where he goes. (laughs) But as for me and my house. Yeah. We're going to point our rocking chairs towards the west. Yep. You bet. (laughs) So all that to say, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. Turns out I like it. Yeah. Good song. Would play. Would play. Would play. (laughs) Said that to say this, you know. What what are those situations? Well, this has been a fantastic time. I hope everyone has missed uh, the show and uh, us as much as we've missed doing the show. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, one more we need to talk about. Okay. Tim McGraw covered, and this is obviously post post 2000. Uh Uh-huh. Tiny Dancer. Oh, yeah, that's real, isn't it? Yeah. It threw me off so much that it exists that I couldn't even decide whether I enjoyed it or not. Because I was so thrown off by the fact that he did it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, if you're wondering what it sounds like, I mean, number one, just go listen to it. Yeah. But if you're just like, absolutely not, not going to do that. It sounds exactly like you would expect Tim McGraw covering yeah. Tiny Dancer to yeah. sound. <laughs> Not quite as up there because, you know, mm. the Elton John version, but who could well, compare? Who could compare? You know, there's only one Rocket Man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it ain't Tim McGraw. No. <laughs> but has Elton John ever loved Deeper? And spoke sweeter and gave forgiveness that he's been denied, you know? Yeah, that's the real question. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I hope someday that he gets the chance to live like he's dying. I hope that someday he covers that song. (laughs) John covers the Tim song, yeah. (laughs) Just him and a piano. (laughs) Skydiving. Rocky Mountain climbing. (laughs) I hope they do it like uh, video. Video wise, they do it like Tracy Lawrence style and just like green screen him and a piano in front of all these places, yes, you yes. know. <laughs> oh, he's playing on top of a mountain. Look at that. Yeah, I want to see that that piano just float through space and time, just like Tracy Lawrence <laughs> did. <laughs> see him playing piano in a in a rodeo pit. I'm like, oh yeah, there's the bull. Now that's what I'm going to be imagining is just him singing that song. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like you said, we're we're glad to be back. We're so glad to be back. We're here. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It w- we promise it won't be as long between this episode and no, next episode. We should be able to be back on a more uh, scheduled, regular yeah. uploading of episodes and shows. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, Christmas is busy, guys. Y'all know. Yeah. Y'all know this already. Yeah, and we spent, didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare a normal format episode just because we didn't put a lot of work into that, our Christmas festivities, so. And we we also did exactly what Willie Nelson told us not to do, which is get caught up in the hustle and the bustle. Yep. He he said don't. And we did. And we did it anyway, so I'm sorry, Willie. Sorry to you guys, but... uh, we're here now. We're here. And that's what matters. We're here now. Love y'all. Missed y'all. Um, 
all kinds of new and exciting things happening in the year 2022 for the Chattahoochee yes. podcast. Yes, absolutely. I'll be some uh, new merchandise down the road, some new episodes. Yep. Maybe some new segments. Ooh. Uh, at some point, we won't say when, but there will be a live stream. <laughs> we we told you that there was going to be a live stream, and daggone it, there's going <laughs> to. Yeah. When that is, we're not a hundred percent sure. But, but it's, it's be on the lookout. It it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Well, until next time, just like we always tell you guys, you know, thank you, number one. We love you, number yep. two. And, you know, also go subscribe. Go yes. follow us yep. on the socials. You know, leave us a, uh, a five-star review. And, you know, just just talk to us a little bit. Talk to yeah. us about your favorite Tim songs. What yep. are your least favorite Tim songs? your favorite Tim moments, you yep. know, we want to hear it. We, we promise that we want to hear all of the, <laughs> the nineties country media that we can take in. Cause yeah. we love it. That's we, the reason we started this podcast. Yeah, we get together and do this because it's just a good time and we love the era and love the music and just want to enjoy that. So we also want to enjoy, enjoy that with y'all like hit yeah. us up. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can just sleep on it though. You know, maybe, Give our hearts just one more. I'll tell you what, you'll be thinking about this episode over and over again. <laughs> but it won't hurt so bad. <laughs> Let us know why that song should have made our top eight, yeah, you know? Yeah. If you can give me a reasonable <laughs> defense of that song, I might, I might go back and add it. The first time I ever might change the top five tracks. Break the rules. <laughs> Yeah, find us on socials, you know, share the memes. Rate and review. Rate and review, yeah. That goes a long way. That goes a long way. Definitely come check us out. Hang out on the socials. We're posting memes almost on the daily a lot of times. Yeah, very often. Yeah. Very, very often. <laughs> and we love it. <laughs> you guys don't know how much fun it is for us to just shoot these ideas back and forth before they ever come to fruition. Yeah, there's some ridiculous brainstorming that happens. <laughs> uh, I won't, I won't drop the, uh, I won't, I won't tell you what it is yet, but um, I sent Caleb one last night, not before, mm -hmm. that I've literally been thinking about since like mid December, and I finally <laughs> made it. And every time I thought about the idea of it, I cracked up. <laughs> and the um by now you will have seen if you haven't seen it go go look for it but um there's a randy owen meme that we we collectively laughed at a ton before before it ever hit the interweb if uh if you don't know what i'm talking about um just imagine austin powers and then randy owen and Myrtle Beach, and just just add it all together. Yep. Let your <laughs> imagination run wild. <laughs> I still laugh at it every time I see yeah. it. I, I showed my parents. Like, usually I don't like show my parents our memes. Yeah. Because I don't know that, number one, that they'll care. Yeah. Or number two, that they'll, like, get it. Yeah. But they both <laughs> cracked up at that one. They both loved it. 
Yeah, well, until next time, guys, this has been, I mean, this has been fun, just like it always is. Always. And uh, we love you just like we always do. Of course. And until next time, you know, don't forget to shut the gate. Stay out of the beans. (laughs) Stay out of that hay. (laughs) 